Love is our life, Swedenborg famously writes in the first line of his work, Divine Love and Wisdom. Turns out, the same is true for theology and beliefs, too. We explore the pitfalls of being focused on truth without a healthy serving of neighborly love, kindness, and compassion to go with it right now inside Off the Left Eye. Knock, knock, Dr. Jonathan Rose. It's Chelsea Odner here with Curtis Childs. Mightn't we borrow some truth from you? <laughs> Do come in. I think I have an extra cup around here somewhere. Oh, great. Thank you. Oh, we're so thirsty. You will quench our thirst just as you do week after week because, as always, I just can't get enough of getting to come in here and hear what you're finding, what's come across your desk in your editing work of Secrets of Heaven. We really think of you like a water fountain. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun thing to be. So I've been working with Secrets of Heaven Volume 4 and finding some more gems And uh, these three had to do with our, what I might say, spiritual and religious life on this planet, what Swedenborg sometimes refers to as the church or regeneration Mm -hmm. or, or things like that. So that's the kind of loose theme this week. I'll start off with a relatively short one. This is from 3324, and I just... This is kind of, if you had to boil everything down in a way, this is what Swedenborg says over and over again. People who have no love for others cannot acknowledge the Lord. So they cannot acknowledge religious truth. If they claim to believe, they are being either superficial or hypocritical. There's absolutely no faith without neighborly love. Mm, there it is. There's one of those times where he just says it, says it like it is. Well, in the very beginning of the quote, he says that there's no... Can you, can you read that first sentence again? People who have no love for others cannot acknowledge the Lord. Cannot acknowledge the Lord. Yep. And when yeah. you said that, I was thinking, oh, so acknowledge the Lord must be something different than say that you acknowledge the Lord. And uh-huh. then he went into detail. Right. It's. It seems to me like people who do not have neighborly love, probably a number of them think they do acknowledge the Lord. Not the hypocritical ones, but the, the superficial ones. People who yes. might think, yeah, I, no, 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 I'm, uh, I'm Christian, but you don't have that love, so you're, it's not, it sounds like it's not a uh, genuine recognition. Yes, and so it really is that this acknowledgement that Swedenborg is talking about is like this, I don't know, inner acknowledgement or like something's changing on the inside or something when you have that connection to love and you're living it out in your life. Yeah. And it, this is something that's been said, but it is a profoundly different concept of religion, of, I guess, Christianity to say that the essential element of it is na- loving your neighbor, wishing well to the other people that you know about. That's the sort of pass-fail of it, not the having, even even having the, um, the biblical text. Well put, and in his day and age, this must have been even more shocking than it is in ours, 
where everything right. was so faith-based and big doctrinal divisions between the churches and, and all that. Right. He was really centering love and and not at like the expense of any truth concepts or faith concepts or this kind of stuff. It's just you have to understand how love is the central thing, and then you really get the bigger picture of all these mm. faith ideas and stuff like that. It's so interesting. I'm glad he repeats that point enough, and he does say it slightly different ways each time. And so it's fun to—I don't know, I just get something out of it. Yeah. And thank goodness for editing for what I'm about to do. <clears throat> they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. <laughs> yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you. This next passage is from 3325, and it talks about uh, regeneration, which is that process of rebirth or change that happens throughout our lives. And... Swedenborg makes an interesting comment uh, about whether truth or love is primary. He says that this, since time immemorial, has been one of the great debates, certainly mm-hmm. throughout Christianity, of is it really about truth or is it really about love? As we were just saying, Swedenborg comes out on the side of it's really about love. But he not only uh, says that many people think it comes out on the side of truth, but also says why. This is a bit of a shocker. In the church, there are more people who are not regenerating than who are. And people who are not regenerating draw conclusions on the basis of appearances. Hmm. Wow. So just kind of like statistically, (laughs) you know, over 50% aren't following the program kind of thing. Wow. So there was a controversy, he says, going back to ancient times about the relative priority of truth and goodness. The prevailing opinion among people who had not been reborn, I tell you, they got some amazing research capabilities in the other world or something, (laughs) but the prevailing opinion among people who had not been reborn and among people who had not been fully reborn, the second demographic, was that truth came first. They were not yet able to perceive what was good. (laughs) And as long as we cannot perceive goodness, we live in shadows of ignorance on the subject. People who have been reborn, though, are actually immersed in goodness, which brings them understanding and wisdom. So they're able to discern what is good. They can also tell that what is good comes from the Lord that it flows in by way of the inner self into the outer, that it flows in constantly without any awareness on our part, that it links up with doctrinal truth in the memory, and consequently that goodness by its very nature is prior, even though it had not seemed so before. I could just picture him giving this speech and someone's like trying to push him off the podium and pull the microphone. It's just like too many <laughs> hard-hitting things in a row, Swedenborg. Just stop. It's too much. It's overwhelming force. Just like point after point after point there. It's true. Oh my gosh. That cascade that he covered was amazing. Like already, like you said, yeah, he'd already made these amazing points. And then he's like, let me just lay it out for you. Here's what they know. Here's what they know. Uh, yeah, it's a long list. Amazing yes. things that this constantly flowing in. Most people don't realize it. And I'm not 
I'm not just here to critique religion, but I, I think it's such an important thing because religion has such a bad brand in a mm -hmm. lot of people's minds. The, and it's that one of the major criticisms of it, I think, is people seeing people within religion and saying, those people aren't nicer than other people. <laughs> and right. for Swedenborg to say, within the church, most of y'all are not regenerating. Most of us are not regenerating. So the, the actual church where people are regenerating is just a small fraction of it. It's, he's not doing that to try to do apologetics for religion, I don't think. Right. But no, it works yeah. really nicely in retrospect. That's so funny. I just think it's great. It's like one of those classic moments where Swedenborg is just like really taking them, taking the whole world <laughs> or whatever to task for this <laughs> stuff. Uh. If that's your view, you know, he just said, well, yes. You're wrong, and here's why. It's because you're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> so horrible. I really think... An ad hominem, yeah. do we call that? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I just can imagine this like survey of like, do you think truth comes first or love? And then they say, I think truth. Oh, that shows, you know. You think truth comes first and it shows. You know, I don't know, but I just think... Oh, yes, like a Facebook so survey funny. or something. Yeah, it's just like, he's being so blatant. He's like really trying to get your attention because he's just like, that's quite the claim to say, you know, like he's sort of trying to get under people's skin, but also for good reason, you know, like he's, he is, I think he's true. It's true. But, you know, we're not sort of the ones to be able to say, well, wait, do I think truth comes first or love or what? You know, anyway, it, it does just make you think. Yeah. It really gives me a David and Goliath feeling as well, because, um, He's tilting against this entire bureaucracy, this massive political and ecclesiastical force in Western Europe, and mm -hmm. and he's an unusual voice back then for the primacy of love. Yes. Um, and I do feel the mercy in it. It would be hard to describe, but I do. It, well, it's so valuable just to be told because you can feel like you're going out of your mind sometimes when you see people, you know, being a different way. And for him to just say, oh, well, you know, most of the people in the church aren't aren't practicing it. That's where that comes from. Yeah. And I also think the, the like, just what you're saying, that mercy that's in there is like, he makes this sort of harsh claim where it sounds, you know, like that that sort of a way to tell the difference between people. But then he says, for the people who are thinking truth comes first, they, they just don't, they sort of just don't, any, don't know any better. You know, it's just this uh, right. ignorance that you really have to experience it to know it. So like, there is just this sort of like, yep, we're all on the journey, you know, and we're just uh, helping each other find that connection to, to love and center love in that, uh, you know, and have that primacy put upon it. Hmm. And I'm not offended. He, he's talking about me in this <laughs> yeah. because I, I think I'm regenerating. If I'm not, then it's like, how do you even do it? But he says people who are not fully regenerated, yes. which I don't think I am, are in that first group. I know. 
and that's so right. I, group. I don't fi- I, I find it like yeah that's that's fine because what you're saying is a is a place I'd love to get to and exactly. I think it is fascinating yeah. that he says once you get to this regenerated place before then you you don't really get what goodness is you don't you don't really get the reality of the thing it's all sort of theoretical and yeah. I can totally see that there's I'll, I'll take in concepts from Swedenborg's writings and I'll be trying and trying to figure out what they really mean and, and how they're alive and and where you start from in your day if you're trying to be a, a good you know Swedenborgian person and I like the idea that I'm aspiring toward a state where it will be much more evident what the first things first is I can just imagine I just got this image in my mind of if I was trying to teach myself to paint and I just went to the store and I got some oil paints and a canvas and I really didn't know what I was doing and I started putting a few things up and then suddenly this master painter comes in who's been tasked with making me into a great artist and he just pushes everything aside and it's like no 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 you don't have the basics we're going to work on brush technique here you go that's kind of what's going to happen I think uh, inside of me and others uh, as we progress and understand love is going to do that sweeping away and reorganizing of everything and it needs us to just try you know yeah like keep going you know that's it's so important because we don't have this innate instinct to know what goodness is or it's this slow learning how to recognize it how to know it that it's like yeah we we sure as heck need the truth to to help us um get there oh yeah you you wouldn't you would never um start heading there without it yeah and it's stage dependent i mean i like that as you've both said when you're at this phase that's how you see the world it's a developmental phase swedenborg was there he knows and i think he viewed it as being very much the uh, a blessing from the lord to get to that next level so i don't think he's being arrogant or look, looking down his nose at yes. people but he's charged with telling you how it really is because it's helpful because those 60, 70% or however many of non-regenerating people can make a lot of noise. They can be pretty adamant. Right. And so it, it strengthens people who are, are coming into that love view. Mm, that's great. This third one is uh, related as well. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures there are a number of stories about the Philistines. The, the Philistines are often bad guys in, in the Old Testament, and they raid the children of Israel. They, they, they live in the same territory. The uh, Israelites live in sort of mountainous area, and the Philistines are down in the lowlands. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just this perennial problem. And Swedenborg, at one point, talks about what they mean. Now, when you read something about Philistines, you think, well, there are, there are no Philistines anymore. I mean, why are we reading about this? But when you hear what he says about it, you realize, oh, no, I think there are. <laughs> no, this is, this is still a thing. He writes, this is in 34.12. Here's the situation with deep truth that comes from the divine and is wiped out by the people called Philistines. In the ancient church and after its time, Philistines referred to people who had little energy for learning how to live, 
but a great deal of energy for learning theology. Eventually, they even rejected life issues and acknowledged belief issues as the essence of the church, mm. detaching them from life. Wow. Yeah, wow. I just think Deep Truth from the Divine sounds like a album name or a band or oh, something. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is nice, isn't it? It's like a ambient lo-fi. Yeah, we'll we'll make it someday. <laughs> but really that it makes me think of, you know, now when I hear or you, you sort of described the geography of it a little bit before you read the quote and it's like I think of that as our minds, you know, so it's like, yes, the deep truth is in this higher elevated or deeper place. And then when you go to those outer levels or that the low levels, then there are these parts of us that just don't, uh, you know, that are really, I guess, more interested in being right than, <laughs> than in being uh, loving. Yeah, I would say the modern equivalent would be that people who have very little interest in religion for life, but a great deal of energy for arguing on social media about religious hot button issues. Yes. Right. And I think mm. that it's, again, a very important distinction because if you take it at face value as a literal story and you say there's these people that are the Philistines and they are bad and the children of Israel are these people that are good, that's obviously a, a tribal way to look at human beings and, and not mm -hmm. true. It's propaganda. There's no way right. that everybody in the tribe of the Philistines is <laughs> bad and everyone in the tribe of the children of Israel is good. And there's no way that that, that it's, it sounds like wartime propaganda. But yes. if, if the Philistines are not people by birth or by association, but these are people by what they choose in life and a choice of a destructive way of approaching religion puts you in that camp, Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking about the the Philistines, you know, they, they know not what they do kind of a thing, or like just connecting all these passages together of of that, like it's really all about love, and and we maybe go through phases or get ourselves caught up in states and modes of being and modes of thinking that we really get uh, so focused on that, and it seems, uh, you know, more more interested or pointing out like, no, this, not that, and, and that sort of not with love as the end goal, sort of a frame of mind. And uh, I just think in all of those cases, it's useful to have this kind of information to reflect on like, okay, yeah, when, you know, when was the last time that I was in that kind of a state? Or how can I notice when I'm in that state sometime? And, and just having that reminder of like, you know, go to the the higher ground of of love and remember that uh, as a way to go forward. So that's cool. Yeah, all the tribes uh, in the story are people, but also elements within your mind. So you have Philistines, and I can look at certain urges to do things in myself as, oh, yeah, that's the Philistines trying to come up out of the valley. Yes. <laughs> mm. And I love the way it maps onto the Holy Land because... The uh, in terms of that spiritual geography that Swedenborg talks about, because they're in the same territory as the others, because that's the territory of religion and spirituality. 
but they live in the lowlands because they take a relatively external, non-loving view. Uh, whereas the the Israelites in the story are people who are up in the mountains about love. You know, that's a picture of love, and so it just maps onto where they are. You know, they're that's part of the story. That's wow. great. That's amazing. So cool. Well, it's so great to get to be here and have our minds uh, oriented to love during this time, you know, during by hearing these passages and having that focus. It's such a great reminder. So thank you so much, Jonathan. Yeah, I never come out of these sessions feeling I'm going to, I'm fired up to punish the evildoers. And it's always, we always come out feeling love for the human race, peace, God is cool. That so I think that's that's love coming through these teachings that you've selected, Jonathan. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm so glad you come by because frankly, you're my only friends. <laughs> <laughs> and and likewise for us as well. <laughs> it's really really nice that we have each other, guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to next week. You know, we'll be back. I hope your heart was uplifted and your mind inspired by this week's NCE Spotlight. Subscribe to the Inside Off the Left Eye podcast to tap into this stream of fresh insights and join us on our excursions into the historical context of Swedenborg's life and works. All passages quoted in this episode are sneak peeks from upcoming volumes of the New Century Edition translation of Secrets of Heaven. If you've benefited from the work of the Swedenborg Foundation through Off the Left Eye and the New Century Edition, consider supporting us with a donation. We are a nonprofit and depend on the support of our donors. To give, go to swedenborg.com donate. And thank you for listening. <laughs>